Hello and welcome to the Clear Cruise podcast. My name is Toby Cruz and coming up later, I sat down to catch up with Liz Jarvis and Julie Peasgood from Cruise International. They're both backed by popular demand. It was a really fun interview. But before that, I had a chat with Director of Sales for Crystal Yacht and Expedition, Mark Spillane, to talk about the upcoming Crystal Endeavor. Enjoy. I'm here with Mark. Mark, how are you? Very good, thank um, you. Why don't you, want to, why don't you introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, my name is Mark Spillane. I'm the Director of Sales and Marketing for Crystal Yacht and Expedition Cruises. And I've uh, spent some time here in the UK uh, speaking about our very exciting new Crystal Endeavor. So, yeah, so exactly. So it's, uh, it's a bit busy at the moment. It's a bit hectic going on here. Tell, tell me why you're here. So uh, it's very important for me to visit uh, our, you know, Crystal is a global company, so it's very important to visit the various uh, uh, travel partners around the world, which are uh, invaluable to us at Crystal. So uh, I've spent some time in the Netherlands, in Germany, uh, in the UK, Australia, and uh, I'm just getting to know all our travel partners and communicating uh, all the exciting details about Endeavor and its uh, build up to launch next year. So tell us a little bit about Endeavor, because is it a big step for you or is it kind of where you've been going for a while? So for Crystal as a brand, um, we have operated expedition type experiences before. Right. We did two Northwest passages, uh, passage voyages on our Crystal Serenity. So we do have some experience offering this type, but it's really the first new, new build for Crystal ocean going and the first new expedition ship right. for Crystal. Uh, you know, I, I have some background working in the expedition industry, as do a lot of my colleagues uh, in the company. So we have a lot of great knowledge, and uh, we're excited to be able to put that knowledge to uh, the crystal winning uh, luxury service and combine all that for a great experience. So, uh, great point. Let's talk about you for a second. Like, sure. What's, what's your history? So, uh, I've had the privilege of only working in luxury, uh, the luxury cruise uh, segment of the business. Uh, I've worked for other luxury lines such as uh, Silver Sea, which of course has expedition ships and uh, uh, modern classic cruise ships as well. And they do a great job uh, offering their expedition experience. And uh, that's where I spent a bulk of my career before coming over to Crystal, where I've been just over two years. Okay. And uh, I've had various roles in Crystal uh, over those two years because it's seen so much growth. And there's been uh, some movement around. And I've been, uh, I was honored to recently uh, be asked to uh, lead the sales and marketing initiatives for the Esprit, which is a ship we've had for three to four years now and is actually the highest rated ship out of all of our eight ships currently in the water. Right. And uh, then lead the uh, launch of the Crystal Endeavor. So tell us a bit about the, uh, the Endeavor. Sure. So the Endeavor is uh, a phenomenal ship. It's currently being built in Strassland, Germany at a shipyard that is also owned by Genting, which is the parent company of Crystal which is made for a very easy transaction of, of right. the shipbuilding process. Uh, we're quite happy with what we've seen so far. And uh, from there, uh, the uh, Endeavor, once it does uh, get into service in August of 2020, the guest experience will be really phenomenal. The space on board, it's about a 20,000 ton ship and we're only having 200 guests on board. We'll okay. have uh, 206 crew looking after that 200 guests, so it'll be a very personal experience. Uh, part of that uh, 206 crew will be a 25 
uh, expedition team members, uh, local experts, uh, marine biologists, the destination experts, to really give the guests uh, an immersive experience into the expedition uh, destinations that we're sailing through. So we're seeing more and more cruise lines now look at the expedition sector. Yep. Uh, is, this, is this a direction that Crystal is really looking into? Yeah, absolutely. So we've seen a lot of demand from our past guests and from luxury travelers overall for uh, an expedition experience, which in the past has been uh, a little more rugged and not many luxury options. Uh, and we're seeing the demand for those rugged experiences, but so that they can come home to a luxury ship uh, right. and, and all the amenities that they're accustomed to. So the expedition industry as a whole is really booming at the moment, building these luxury expedition ships to meet the demand of, of the luxury traveler. I think that's something important to talk about as well, is that these are luxury ships. Exactly. Like, when we talk expedition, we're not talking about, like, you know, a small tug going out to the middle of nowhere. Absolutely. Uh, the ships, especially Crystal Endeavor, will have many amenities that a, a luxury traveler has uh, come to expect when they're traveling. Uh, just to name a few, uh, we'll have every expedition ship has a mudroom. Uh, we plan on having two of them. Okay. And what that allows us to do, uh, what having one on port and one on starboard, we can get the ship, uh, the guest off the ship as quickly as possible. So should we see the, uh, a wildlife experience, if we're in the Arctic and we see the polar bears, we're in the Antarctic and we see whales or a penguin colony, we can stop the ship and get them off twice as fast as having just one. The reverse is also the same, uh, where is if it's snowing, if it's uh, inclement weather outside, we can get all of our guests back to the, the comfort of, of the ship twice as fast. Uh, we have a, one of the largest dedicated spaces for spa, salon, and fitness center uh, on the ship. We have uh, suites will start at 355 square feet, including a veranda, going all the way up to 2,024 square feet. So we'll have options for any one of the luxury travelers that uh, may have certain needs. So, so for someone that's never never set foot on a, an expedition ship, but has seen what Crystal has to offer, what what should they expect? So definitely expect the same Crystal uh, service and warmth from our. Uh, onboard family, which is our crew on board the ship, uh, will of course bring that same essence of crystal which was uh, really cultivated on our uh, ocean-going ships uh, 25 years ago and was seamlessly brought onto our river ships and onto our Crystal Esprit, the yacht. We will of course carry that over to uh, the Crystal Endeavor so they'll feel just as home if they've been on one of our other ships uh, as they will on Endeavor. But the overall experience will be much more uh, flexible in destinations that some have never been to before. Right. So I think it's a, it will be a phenomenal experience uh, come August next year. So it's still a bit of a way off. Yep. It's not quite here yet, but looking beyond that, what should we expect from Crystal? So right now, our main focus is Crystal Endeavor. That is uh, what we do every day, day in and day <laughs> out. Um, it's focusing on not only building a quality ship, uh, which we, again, are very happy with the quality we've seen so far, but it's also meeting the expectations of our guests and the timelines that we've set forward. So that is our number one priority. Of course, as a business and seeing the demand that we have seen since launching 2020 and 2021 itineraries, uh, growth in the expedition segment of Crystal is definitely on our minds. Excellent. Well, we look forward to it. Before I leave you, just one more question. Sure. Uh, 
of all the destinations that you'll be heading to with the Endeavour, what's the one you're most excited about? Well, there's a couple. I, we have some, some great itineraries. Uh, if I had to pick one, it would be Antarctica via the Ross Sea. So a lot of the Antarctic voyages leave from Ushuaia and go through the Drake's Passage. In 20, January 2021, we are uh, set up for the ship to leave Hobart, Tasmania, and go through the Ross Sea. It is a 22-day expedition, but it's one that uh, many ships have not done before. So okay. to me, it's very exciting to be able to offer one of the most beautiful continents in a way that uh, a lot of ships, especially no other luxury expedition ship, has offered in the past. Mark, thank you very much. You're welcome. My thank pleasure. You. Thank you. I am here today with Liz and Julie. Why don't you introduce yourselves? I'm Liz Jarvis. I'm the editor of Cruise International Magazine. And I'm Julie Peasgood, and I'm one of the contributing editors for Cruise International Magazine. So tell me a little bit about Cruise International. Give me a little history of the timeline. So Cruise International is the uh, UK's biggest selling consumer glossy magazine dedicated to cruise and cruise and stay holidays and it's sold on the newsstand and it's been going for 10 years and I've been the editor for the past seven years. Wow. Yeah. And on January the 2nd 2013 I got the most wonderful email from Liz asking me if I'd be interested in being a contributing editor so of course I said yes because <laughs> I'd actually loved the magazine anyway and uh, yeah I've been there six years. So how long have you both been in the cruise industry, travel industry in general? Uh, so I've always uh, been a travel editor on various magazines, but I didn't actually start working in the cruise industry until, until 2012. Okay. Yeah. For me, probably it was um, about, actually it was... Uh, in the 1990s because I started off as an onboard speaker oh, really? and then became a travel presenter on board for a program called Cruise Today but I also used to have a travel show many years ago on um, uh, in 1996 on LBC radio oh, called really? The Great Escape um, and doing a travel show on the radio is quite challenging because mm. obviously you're painting pictures with you know your voice and everything but the best thing was I obviously couldn't go on every trip and the nicest thing in the world you must have this all the time is giving lovely jobs to people you like and saying would you like would you like to go to New York for the what? Yeah, yes I, I, I would like that it's the best feeling in the world giving trips away it's great isn't it <laughs> <laughs> oh I mean it <laughs> so um, I actually my first ever cruise was a Disney cruise with my son when he was six and that was um, the, f the first experience I've had Cruise. So what year would that? Be? So that would have, so he's twenty five now. Okay. So that was quite a long time ago. <laughs> Let's not work out my age. Like um, and so I just remember thinking how brilliant it was for kids because I could basically leave him in the kids club, go and have dinner with the adults, and then come back. <laughs> after a few cocktails and find him in the kids club mm. where he refused to leave. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's perfect because I mean you know Disney especially twenty years ago you know they presumably were the le leading the way for family cruising. Absolutely, and I think one, one of the things that surprised me so much was how geared up they were. Even then, um, mm. everything seemed very state-of-the-art. They had loads of... They knew exactly what kids would like in terms of lots of computers mm. and that kind of thing, and, and it was just brilliant. It was really fantastic. I think the, what, um, the biggest changes we've probably seen are in terms of the ship, so the, thing, the kinds of things you can do mm. at sea now. Mm. 
And I mean, they're not just catering for uh, kids. Obviously, it's also for adults and yeah. families. But for example, Norwegian launched their two ships, Joy and Bliss, with racetracks on the top and, and that kind of thing. So, Incredible. you know, I mean, it's just amazing. Yeah. The imagination. And yeah. Royal Caribbean has their bumper cars yes. and the ice rink. And yeah. There's so much you can do at sea. And I, I think it's great, actually, Toby, that um, ships really do take seriously the, the ages for the clubs they're catering for and the clubs that right. they're catering for. So, you know, the, the teenage clubs, they really are things that the kids would like to like to do and for everything from discos to table tennis to the more glamorous, you know, racing tracks and things. We went, Liz fixed um, a multi-generational cruise, a P&O cruise at the end of last... No, actually, it was 18 months ago. And I took my daughter and her husband, my husband and myself, and my granddaughter, who was then just walking at 18 months. And she was probably a little young mm. for the clubs. I think you have to be a bit older to get, them, to get the most value. Six, your son would have been a perfect age. But there was a club, and, they, and we went in with her at times. And it was just a fantastic holiday, because um, we, we weren't all together in the days. We each did our separate thing, um, and sometimes I'd be with Saha, that's my granddaughter, and, and sometimes my daughter and her hubby would. Um, and then we'd all meet at night and kind of swap stories. And it mm. was, you know, you were all together, but you weren't in each other's pockets. Yeah. And, and, and it was very liberating, actually. It was a wonderful experience. And I think that's a trend that's really growing in, yeah. the, in the cruising industry. And I think you're right to say about it being liberating. I think that's one of the best things, that you never feel so liberated as when you're on a ship with your kids, because... You know that they're being looked after in the in the kids' clubs, yeah. and they're having all sorts of new experiences. And and of course, one of the great things about it as well. I mean, I took my son on a Baltic cruise when he was um, studying Russian history, oh, and wow. I took him um, to um, Greece and Italy, and he was able. To, he was learning Latin at the time, and he was able to tr translate stuff. Mm. And it just it is a brilliant educational tool as yeah. well. Yes. So that's my excuse for mm. taking him out of school during. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that that's one of the things about cruising because it opens the world mm. because you can see so many different destinations in one yeah. in one trip. Um, it is fantastic for families. Yeah, fantastic. And sorry, no, no, if, yeah. and if your children um, are very young, you, you you can leave them at night in the nursery. And Kate and Nico had never had a a babysitter other right. than family, so that was quite a step for them. And what was great is they're on walkie talkies, so the minute Saha walked up, woke up, they're experienced professionals running the clubs, yeah. so they looked after her. But if there was anything a little bit worrying, like she was a bit hot one night, they just said, "Can you come back, Mum?" dad you know we're, we're, we'd like we're not comfortable we'd like you to see yeah. her and that that gave them a great peace of mind mm. knowing they were literally walking around you know with somebody on the end of the line yeah that's true i think probably they don't realize the range and the and the quality of the kids clubs mm. on board and mm. i mean obviously you do have to pick the right kind of cruise line if you're going to go for a very sophisticated upmarket cruise line they're probably not going to have the kids facilities and that would be the same as taking them to a resort you know yeah. a, a more yeah. exclusive resort where you don't have yeah. the, the facilities where they're not geared up for kids so you do have to choose your cruise line quite carefully. But I think that if you look at some of the cruise lines, for example, Royal Caribbean, NCL, um, Disney, mm. they do have the most superb facilities for families. Yeah. And yeah. I think that um, you just have everything you could possibly want on a yeah. ship. 
And I love the educational aspect, actually. Yeah. Kate was 25, so she wasn't studying yeah. like your son, but that would have been a great element yeah. to actually be there in the countries yeah. that you're reading about. It just Absolutely. makes it come alive. Yeah. So, Julie, mm. when was your first cruise? How? My first cruise was the QE2, and it literally right. was love at first, at first sight. It was a soap cruise. I was in a soap called Brookside right. at the time, and, um, and I went on to talk about... Uh, there were several of us from EastEnders, Patsy Palmer and Sid Owen and various people... Um, and we all went on this soap cruise to, to kind of just do a couple of audiences with. And it, it was fantastic. And I know when it was, because I met my husband in 1996, so it was 1997. Yeah. I'm so glad I asked. Why? That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> did, yeah. did you do many of those? Uh, soap cruises. I did uh, another uh, two. Uh, uh, I did a few on the QE2, and then I actually did one very recently earlier this year. And John uh, was great. on it. And John Altman was on it, who played Nasty Nick. That's so, that's so much fun. Uh, I mean, what is, what's that like from, from great. your perspective? It's great, actually. I mean, you. Um, it's not very demanding. All you have yeah. to do is is literally a couple of audiences with. But on this one, we um, we performed a play, a radio play, um, that the uh, passengers had written, um, which was fascinating. That's amazing. Yeah, That's with great. workshops. Um, so that was that was also really really good fun. And I think you know, I, I think a few people who'd never cruised before. Um, John Altman had his eyes opened and, and thought it was fantastic and will certainly go again. Uh, I know he loved it. You know, a lot of people were worried that, that maybe they'd get sort of, I don't know, besieged. Mm. By, and, and you don't at all. Passengers are very um, sensitive. You know, they might say, yeah. hello, I loved you and so-and-so, but they, they won't, you know, sort of demand to sit with you. You're not No, you're not, yeah. not at all. What, what ship is this on, Saga? Saga, yes, Saga, Sapphire, and um, also uh, when Discovery launches oh, in really? July. So what I think that what the biggest change we're going to see in cruise ship design is certainly that they're going to get smaller. Really? So we're going to move away from the very, very big ships mm. and we're going to see a trend towards smaller ships and they'll still have fantastic facilities but it's going to be much more about the experience and a little bit more intimacy than perhaps you've seen uh, over the past few years yeah um, and I think there's several reasons for that one of one of them is probably environmental um, and that's always a consideration but I think mm. also that people generally they want a more exclusive experience they want a more intimate mm. experience and I think that's what we will see over the next few years certainly in terms of you know NCL with their Leonardo class mm. and that kind of thing. Mm. So, so more boutique more more a more thousand passengers than, than well, four thousand. Well, probably still more than a thousand in okay. some cases, but yeah, I think we'll we'll, we'll just see a tendency towards mm. slightly smaller ships than mm. we've seen over the past few years, where where it has been the focus has very much been on bigger. Mm. We're going to move away from that. That's really exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. I think it's exciting. Mm. And I think families, that there'll be more and more uh, facilities and more and more sort of uh, advertising even around it because it is, it, is it is a sort of, I think it is seen as a growing trend, isn't it? It's, 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 there's room to, for manoeuvre and room for getting better improvement. That's fantastic, guys. We've already gone way over wide. Oh God, that's <laughs> what we were talking about at the end. And, and then you said you said about Sarver and it threw us both because <laughs> we were talking about family cruising. <laughs> That's all from us this week. Thanks to Liz, Julie and Mark for joining me. 
and we'll see you again next week. Don't forget you can catch up with all the latest and join in the conversation by using the hashtag ClearPod. That's C-L-I-A-P-O-D. Thanks for listening. I've been Toby Cruz, and I'll see you next week. Happy cruising.